This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, April 22nd. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my brand new co-host. Forget Tony Sanfilippo. We've got the savage one, Tony Spark here. Tony, how's it going today? It's going good. First day is the new moniker, Tony Spark. Uh, doing good, man. A little tired from work. Uh, sounds just like your last co-host, but uh, ready for a fun show. <laughs> Well, you know, we'll, we'll get that spark going, you know. That's why yeah. you are Tony Spark. But, it, uh, usually, it usually kicks in about the second hour. There so. you go. Well, the good news is, you know, you'll get to sleep in a little bit over the next uh, five days or so. I uh, wanted to let everybody know that uh, we will be running Best Ofs uh, tomorrow through next Tuesday. Back with live episodes on Wednesday. I'm traveling out of town for a little bit. And so, uh, you know, what? we're going to give Tony a little bit of a break while I uh, head on down to see my boys. It'll be a fun weekend, man, down in California, and uh, yeah, it'll be a good time, and uh, I'm not complaining about a little extra sleep, that's for sure. (laughs) Exactly. Well, folks, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host, Tony, back in middle school, high school, uh, you know, we all had science fair projects. Was there a science project that you did that uh, you have fond memories of, something that was a lot of fun to you to put together? Yeah, we did something, I don't remember the exact experiment, but uh, we did something with sugar cubes. And I remember as a kid, you know, who doesn't like sugar cubes, right? Right. (laughs) Make you more hyper and stuff. I remember there was some castle thing that we had to do with uh, sugar cube. I don't know what the experiment was, but. But there were sugar cubes involved. uh, (laughs) Yeah, there were sugar cubes. Um, The only other things I could think of were things that, you can make explode like your uh you know where you put the reaction and they fizzed up and bubbled like a volcano or something i think we did something like that too and that was kind of cool that's fun yeah i remember one i did where it was all about uh, bending light and how uh you know light refracts and all that and i had a lot of fun putting that together with like fiber optic cables and things along those lines well all that goes to say that Caden completed his sixth grade science fair project this past week and tackled the challenging task of answering the Internet's most burning question. Does your cat's butthole really touch all the surfaces in your home? 
<laughs> we had a lot of fun with this. As a disclaimer, no cats were harmed in the process of this science project. The non-toxic lipstick was applied to their bum bums, and they were given a series of commands. Sit, wait, lie down, and jump up. Side note, both cats had been trained since kittenhood with a variety of commands. They also know how to high-five, spin around, and speak. They were compensated with lots of praise, pets, and their favorite treats, and the lipstick was removed with a baby wipe once we collected our data in just under 10 minutes. His results and general findings were long and medium-haired cats' buttholes made no contact with soft or hard surfaces at all. Short-haired cats made no contact on hard surfaces, but we did see evidence of a slight smear on the soft bedding surface. <laughs> Conclusion, if you have a short-haired cat and they may be lying on a pile of laundry, an unmade bed, or other soft, uneven surface, then their butthole may touch those surfaces. So there you have it. And Caden apparently got an A-plus for his project. And uh, you know what? It's good on him for coming up with an original science fair idea. Yeah, I like that. Uh, creative, uh, and I like to just call it a bum-bum. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, and yeah, they're getting creative with their description as well. But uh, yeah, so if yeah. you've ever wondered if your cat's butthole touches every surface in your house, there you go. There's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a fun one. I, at least it wasn't something crazy uh, that normally your opening uh, stories usually tend to be. Little on the crazy side. But yeah, no severed body parts, no explosives today. Just good yeah, old-fashioned yeah. cat buttholes. Yay. <laughs> Make a bong. Well, folks, it is Thursday today. We've got a wonderful show lined up for you today. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? The third day, all right? Monday, one day. Tuesday, two day. Wednesday, when, huh? What day? Thursday. <laughs> the third day, Okay. It is Thursday the third day, and as we do on Thursdays, we explore America's penis and the strange things that happen down there. My favorite segment, Florida Man. We have a segment called Secret Sauce. Our call-in topic today is TV Shutoff. What is a TV show that if you walk into the room and it's on, it has to go off because you hate it that much? We have a segment called HR, Humiliating Resources. We round out the day with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot, fun surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as low as $11.99 per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it.
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. And we've got a little thing we talk about a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you did an ex- a science experiment involving cat buttholes. We want to hear about it. Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, it is the second segment of this show, and you know what that means. Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, April 22nd, and... Do I still call it that? I guess I still could, because it makes sense. Yeah. But it's the Filippo Fast Five. I was going to say, or the Savage Fast Five. But <laughs> Filippo, Filippo kind of works with the F, but... The Savage Speedy uh, Five. The, that Filippo Fast Five still works. Yeah. Still, just still kind of rolls Filippo Fast, whatever. <laughs> uh, Ronda Rousey is pregnant with her first child. Uh, Star Trek and Reading Rainbow's LeVar Burton will be one of the final guest hosts of season 37 of Jeopardy. That would be a good one. Yeah. Uh, Kiss Biopic shouted out loud, nearing a deal at Netflix. Too bad they didn't call it Love Gun. (laughs) See? Too bad it's dick, Ronnie. (laughs) But yeah. Hopefully they do that one a little bit better than The Dirt. Maybe do that as a series. But yeah. Probably be better to get their entire career. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Oh, Sonic, the little the little adventures deal go on. Well, the sequel will have Knuckles. He was revealed on the film set. So I think they kind of hinted at that at the end of the first one. Or they, maybe it was Tails. Yeah, they hinted at Tails. Actually, the very opening of the movie had the Akindas that were chasing him, but not Knuckles specifically. So, Gotcha, yeah. But nonetheless, he'll be in there. Loki and Falcon and Winter Soldier. That's a lot of ands. Uh, they could all be getting multiple seasons. As for WandaVision, that's far less likely because that was a one-off. But um, good to hear that even before Loki comes out, that might be getting multiple seasons. And uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, as long as they can keep the the action and, and catch your grip. Don't exactly. do the episodes like this last week. You'll be fine. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Still just kind of left a little bit of a sour taste. A little bit of a snoozer. Like, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the best. But uh, I digress. And some really good news that came out of left field yesterday. Disney Plus has obviously been home of uh, the streaming home for the MCU. And it's uh, entries from other Marvel series like X-Men and Fantastic Four which were from the Fox Studios. Uh, Sony Spider-Man movies have been absent from the platform's library until now. Future Spider-Man titles, along with Sony Films, will join Disney's library in the future as Disney and Sony have reached a new licensing agreement. The deal comes almost two weeks after Sony Pictures and Netflix signed a multi-year contract to give Netflix first-run rights to Sony films after they play in theaters. The new Disney deal covers the period after that, meaning theatrical releases from 2022 to 2026 will be will head to Disney streaming services and other television networks like FX, ABC, etc. 
after they leave Netflix. The package only covers U.S. markets. Library rights to other Sony franchises like Jumanji, what's Jumanji, <laughs> and Hotel Transylvania are covered by the agreement, as well as numerous other titles. One key point to note, Hulu will gain access to titles from Sony's library beginning as early as June. Um, so this is uh, this is uh, pretty dang big news. It's kind of like Sony is uh, the sister wives, right? right. <laughs> They're going to give their first wife Netflix. We can give them a run, and when we get a little bored, we're going to go give our little lover Disney over here the extra love. Um, great to see that Spider-Man will end up on Disney+. Plus. Uh, but again, everyone pretty much has both streaming services, so you kind of can watch them either way now. But in the and if you like your uh, Marvel page to have, you know, the way to watch the MCU and stuff, uh, you know, pretty big news. What do you think? Yeah, it's definitely for the uh, completists of us out there. So, uh, you know, if you've got Disney Plus and you're going through the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe and Spider-Man is noticeably absent, well, you won't have to worry about that much too much. That much longer. Wow. It yeah. is uh, not I even wonder... Wednesday. I wonder if they're able to put like the Sam Raimi or the Andrew uh, Garfield ones on there. I would imagine they probably kinda like, will. Kind of like X-Men and Fantastic Four are on there now. Right. Um, yeah, those ones I feel like would be ready to roll, obviously. Well, and we know that they're going to be part of the extended Marvel uh, multiverse. So, uh... Oh, do we? <laughs> they're also, even though like some loose lips can't keep their mouth shut, like Alfred Molina right. coming out. Oh, yeah, yeah I played Doc Hawk in it. <laughs> yeah, way to spoil it, bro. You're, you're supposed to downplay it like it's not true. Yeah. Kayfabe, man. Come on. <laughs> Anyways, it makes me want to see it that much more anyway. Exactly. So that's, it's a good thing. Uh, Hawkeye, uh, uh, Jeremy Renner confirms that uh, he just wrapped the Disney Plus series Hawkeye. Filming is wrapped, and um, that's such a repetitive thing. You read the first article, the first part, and then the second part is is the same thing, just I, 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 I need to start like, on the second paragraph. <laughs> Jeez. So, uh, Jeremy Renner first played the role of Clint Barton, a.k.a. Hawkeye, in 2011's Thor, before returning alongside the likes of Captain America and Iron Man in The Avengers. Since then, he has played the role several times throughout the MCU, including Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame. The character has had quite the journey across the MCU beginning with having his brain taken over by Loki before it was then revealed he had a secret family living on a farm when they were killed by the snap in an event now known as the blip. Hawkeye took a more violent approach to crime fighting, emerging as his alter ego Ronin. When Barton's family was now restored thanks to the work of the Avengers, he is now ready for his solo adventures in the upcoming Disney Plus series Hawkeye. While not much is yet known about the direction of the series, the addition of Bumblebee star Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop seemingly confirms that at least a part of the series will focus on the rela relationship between Bishop and Barton. In the comics, Barton takes Bishop under his wing in order to pass on the Hawkeye legacy. Much like Barton, she is highly skilled, a highly skilled archer and martial artist and has since fought alongside the Avengers with the likes of Cassie Lang, the daughter of Ant-Man, with both characters taking on superhero roles of their predecessors. So it kind of looks like uh, they'll have this thing ready to go uh, by the end of the year to roll out on Disney+, Plus, which will be good. And uh, definitely you could see they're already 
Marvel is definitely moving towards that Young Avengers, the next the next step. So, yeah, and that'll be cool if they sort of compile all of these Young Avengers together for their own TV series, franchise, movie, whatever it is. Uh, you know, just sort of continuing that. Uh, you know what we expect. You know, three to four movies with ongoing projects each year. More at Marvel, more MCU. The happier I am. Yep, and MCU does it good, so I'm not worried about any of this. Um, they're going to take these characters and make them into bigger stars. So, I mean, they always do. They, they always find ways. Um, kind of a random one just to step out of the uh, the Marvel uh, area a little bit. Um, it was announced yesterday. This had been talked about, but then got scrapped. But have you met Hilary Duff? I heard about this, yeah. And Leslie McGuire star is set to produce and headline How I Met Your Father. The long, yeah, the long waited How I Met Your Mother spinoff, which was, uh, which received a straight to series order at Hulu. Created by Isaac Apter and Elizabeth Berger from This Is Us, the 10 episode offshoot takes place in the near future. As Sophie, played by Duff, tells her son, you guessed it, the story of how she met his father. The retelling catapults us back into the year 2021, where Sophie and her close-knit group of friends are in the midst of figuring out who they are and what they want out of life, and how they fall in love in the age of dating gaps and limitless options. Um, Original series creators Carter Bays and Craig Thomas are on board as executive producers. How I Met Your Father will blend multi- and single-camera elements to give it a similar look and feel to How I Met Your Mother. Beyond that, it remains unclear how the new series universe will be connected to its predecessor. Um, uh, how I Met Your Mother spinoff has been in, in and out of development since 2014 during How I Met Your Mother's final season. So, um... Yeah, that'll be coming up. It jokes. It says, Apker and Berger also commented on the series. Pick up joking. We hope nobody thinks it's weird that Bob Saget will be playing old Hillary Duff's voice. I was just so. going to say that they should do that. <laughs> I always thought it was Just to be funny. I always thought it was weird that Bob Saget was the adult version of Ted Mosby, who's already an adult. That never made any sense yeah. to me. But uh, we're in the middle of watching How I Met Your Mother right now. And if the comedy, if the timing, the pacing, all of that is similar to How I Met Your Mother, this could be another fun series. I think it's going to be fun. I'm actually very excited for it. Uh, I like the idea of it. And I don't even care if you're using the same elements. It, it yeah. worked for... It worked. You just got to make sure you get a good cast of characters that blend well. I mean, you look at that cast from how I met your mother. I mean, there was not one bad casting choice. Nope. It was everything was perfect um from Ted Mosby um to the bartenders uh throughout the years. Um everything. Everything about that show except the last season <laughs> was was perfect. The last season was a train wreck. Yeah. It just It was rushed. It was they one of those it was totally rushed. You can tell, like, the creativity juices were just thrown out there, and it just was – there was a lot of distraction because that's at the stage where your actors are demanding more money, and you go through the contract, and then you got the bigger stars. Like, at the time, Jason, you know, Seagal was like, hey, I – uh I'm going to go do movies. I don't really want to do this anymore. So, but I mean, they still managed to give us a good season. They just really made some of it ridiculous. I'm curious to see if they have like the Barney type character for the girl and stuff like that. I mean, I would hope they don't make it too much like the opposite, but then again, if they do, 
you know, if you know that there's a Robin and there's a Barney and stuff, hey, whatever. Yeah, it could be fun to uh, reverse those roles a little bit and see what it would be like for the, you know, other side of the coin. Yeah, it's going to be neat seeing uh, Lizzie McGuire be be, uh, Beth Mosby, whatever her name's going to be. I have no idea. But that, I digress, that is coming soon. And that's it for your entertainment news for April 22nd. Let's spark on over to the birthdays, shall we? It's my birthday! It's birthdays! Oh, birthday people, it is the man, Johnny Jack Nicholson. The Joker. He's 83 today. Believe that 83. Wow. John Waters. Yes. He's uh, 74. Peter Frampton turned 70. Manager Indians. Well, the team formerly known as the Indians. <laughs> Terry Francona turned 61 today. Negan Jeffrey Dean Morgan is 54. Amber Heard. Uh, if you're a Johnny Depp fan, you could give two rats ass less about her birthday today, <laughs> but she's 34. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly is 30, and that is it. That's your; Those are your big name birthdays, unless you are a Silverchair fan, then uh, <laughs> Daniel Johns is 41. So if you like Silverchair and it's still the anthem for the year 2000, then happy birthday to you. Other than that. It's a bunch of names that we don't know. So happy birthday, everybody. Enjoy your day and all birthdays this weekend. Happy birthday. We we won't read you out. So hopefully we'll hit your birthday up next year. <laughs> well, there you go. That does it for the entertainment news when we come back. It is my favorite segment of the week. Yes, we're talking Florida, man. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after these messages. After these messages. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on social, I'm available at uh, facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with the K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony Spark. 81. That's Tony S P A R K 81. Or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. Look, he's the savage one. He's a sexy little beast. Look at that guy. You can friend him. You can follow him. Oh my God. He's got his own page you can join. That's great. <laughs> and he won't deny your friend request, which is the best nope. thing. So, <laughs> nope. Unless you send me a Richard pick and then you're out. Exactly. I well, don't want none of that. Folks, as we do on Thursdays, you know, we like to explore America's penis and the strange things that happen down there. Hello, Gubo! (laughs) Yes, it's time for my favorite segment of the week. It's time for Florida Man. Are you here with us? The male erection? Pitching a tent. Sporting wood. Bicycles formed. Marches on. Jonathan. Stiff, stiffy Mr. Mortis. Rigor Mortis is set in. Flesh Rocket. Uh, Jack's Magic Beanstalk. Tall Tommy. Mushroom on a stick. Mr. Mushroom Head. Purple-headed yogurt slinger. 
And, uh, Pedro. Pedro? <laughs> yeah, I like talking about Pedro. There's a lot of crazy stuff that comes out of that purple-headed uh, yogurt-slinging state there. <laughs> and with that, we're going to Panama City, Florida, where a Florida panhandle man has been arrested after authorities say he broke into a woman's home and car to leave under underwear he wanted her to wear. I was going to say underwear. Underwear. <laughs> where why have you came? Isn't that weird? <laughs> Yes, Janos, it's weird. The victim told Bay County Sheriff's officials she found the underwear along with handwritten notes. She said that underwear had been stolen from her home. Last week, the victim's boyfriend heard someone enter the home and, according to an arrest report, saw her neighbor, Ned Flanders, 58-year-old, in the kitchen. It wasn't hi, diddly, hi, <laughs> Ned Flanders. It was a name I can't pre- I'm just going to call him Sancho's. Oh, Because it's like a really – it's a weird first name – but the last name is Sancho, so I'm just going to call him, are you Sancho's? No, but I am Sancho's. We know he was high diddly something. Yeah, he was. He was a little panty sniffer. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the Panama, Panama City News Herald reports that Sancho's was charged Wednesday with stalking three counts of burglary of an uh, of an unoccupied dwelling and burglary of an occupied dwelling and uh didn't say much else more for uh being a panty sniffer stealing underwear guy but uh, Where to go a hole Yeah, a little creepy no big yeah. deal let's go let's go to Orlando because at around 4:30 a.m. Oscala oh man I'm sure I butchered that so if you're listening from Florida I mean you're already offended because we're already calling it a penis but uh, I just butchered your county uh, fire I, I sparked it I didn't <laughs> add it I just sparked it up uh, that, I like that I sparked it up instead of I effed it up fire oh wait anyways I digress let's get back on track Tony uh, anyways they report to a house fire and gunshots on the scene Deputies found a neighbor across the street from the burning home who was suffering from gunshot wounds. More shots began to come from the burning house as firefighters tried to put out the fire. The shooter was able to hit one emergency vehicle, but no crew members were harmed. Once the fire was put out, SWAT team members entered the home and found the lone shooter dead. It is unclear how the man died. Um... Seems pretty obvious how he died. Right. Okay. <laughs> Police have yet to release the identity of the shooter. So basically, Florida man shoots at fire rescue from inside burning home. But we don't know how he died. Right. <laughs> and I ain't Nostradamus, but the dude probably got shot and no one said anything. They're probably like, look, if this asshole wants to shoot at us and we're trying to put out a fire and save him, screw him. He's either going to become Freddy Krueger and burn to death. We're going to take him out. <laughs> either so, that, I mean, it doesn't seem too hard, right? Yeah. Either that or he offed himself. Stupid is, stupid yeah. does, sir. There you go, Forrest. Jeez Louise. Let's go to Marion County, Florida, where a suspect in Florida found out the hard way what happens when you run from the law. According to a post from Marion County Sheriff's Office Facebook page, a deputy was on patrol last week when he spotted a man with multiple warrants. He then requested backup from another deputy and his canine. The sheriff's office said that when the suspect identified as William Ames saw the deputies, he started running. That's when the canine named Tipster and his handler went work went to work tracking Ames. 
Video shows Tipster using his keen sense of smell to track and eventually find Ames in a wooded area. Once Tipster finds the suspect and jumps on, Ames starts screaming repeatedly. (laughs) I can only imagine that's funny. Ames said that he thought due to coronavirus that law enforcement wasn't looking for wanted individuals. (laughs) He was arrested and faces multiple charges, including resisting an officer without violence. I swear I did for you. Yeah, I didn't know. I got coronavirus. I was exempt from everything. I uh, <laughs> made, I might have robbed a little old lady and a liquor store and a bank, but uh, I feel the coronavirus, bitch. I thought we were safe. That so was like a clean, clean break. <laughs> coronavirus. Yeah, I. You had it. I'm proud. Uh, of I you. am. What an idiot. Now oh, let's go to Tampa, one of my favorite cities. Henry Caballero was beating on the windows of a Checkers restaurant in Tampa because he was upset the store had no more lettuce for his sandwich. I think this is not the first time we've had somebody flip their lid over lettuce. So this is a different different story, but it uh, sounds familiar. He was yelling and screaming at employees, causing them to fear for their safety, prompting the call to police. It was McDonald's last time. I think right? it was, was, yeah. It was McDonald's. Well, this happened at a Checkers. Police arrived to the checkers around 11.30 p.m. The man was inside his car, and he refused to identify himself, so an officer removed him from the vehicle. The defendant was uncooperative with with him and denied the allegations. He was charged with disorderly conduct in an establishment and resisting an officer without violence. Over lettuce, man! Has the planet gone mad?! Give me your shitty-ass lettuce, man. Right. I'd That's be, all I want is some shitty-ass lettuce. I'd be more upset if they put lettuce on my burger after asking for none. Sir, you should be upset that you're eating at Checkers. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, should be, you should be happy you did not eat the lettuce there and have to blow out your asshole the next day. I'm mean, just saying. Exactly. Just, just be more alert of that. Uh, hi, yeah, yeah. Let's go back to Orlando, to Universal Orlando. Mm where some idiot named Frederick Lewis, who's from Fort Lauderdale, purchased vacation packages through Universal's call center between uh, March of 2019 and June of 2020. He's stolen credit card numbers belonging to 36 different people. He and others would then use the tickets and hotel reservations and exchange them for Universal gift cards. After noticing Lewis had purchased several packages using compromised credit cards, Universal investigators contacted the Secret Service in June of 2020. Lewis used 20 different phone numbers when calling Universal, but he frequently gave Universal agents the same callback number. The Secret Service found Lewis' social media profiles through his phone number and was able to match his voice from social media videos to Universal call recordings. Secret Service detained Lewis on June 25, 2020, while he was visiting Universal's Volcano Bay. Lewis told one of the agents he knew he knew what he was doing was sketchy, and he gave them his phone number. They found a device he used to access the world, the website that sells uh, stolen credit card numbers. Lewis was arrested on October 8th. He pleaded guilty to two charges of trafficking and counterfeit device on January 6th. He was sentenced to 37 months on Wednesday, April 14th. As a part of his sentencing, he was ordered to pay $30,780.82 in restitution to Universal Orlando Resort and will face three years of supervised release. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. 
For real! And it took that long to get sentenced, right. too. This but happened it, all from 2019 to 2020. Then he gets arrested, and he just met he met his maker on the 14th. So. <laughs> but it's coronavirus. I thought they weren't uh, capturing criminals. Because yeah, of and I, I, poor Frederick Lewis didn't play that. And then this guy, let's go down to the crazy town. So this guy is just an idiot. Um, doesn't really have much of the, where's my story? In the age of deep fake videos and advanced CGI tech, digital special effects can be so convincing as they blur the line between reality and deception beyond recognition. But rest easy, there was a video of a driver bashing through a traffic arm and jumping a Hyundai Santa Fe over the gap of a rising drawbridge in Daytona Beach, Florida <laughs> is not movie magic nor a stage stunt. That is just some real deal Florida man excellence. According to Fox 35 Orlando, a security camera position on Main Street Bridge recorded the driver's brief flight on Monday morning. It shows a second-generation Hyundai Santa Fe speeding up the two-lane bridge towards the pair of a red and white traffic arms that were supposed to control traffic when the deck is going up. The driver keeps right keeps his right foot down and barrels through the traffic arm when he immediately breaks and leaves a hideous white scar of spiderweb glass across the entire width of the windshield. Uh, aside from a, a makeover, a frontal makeover complete, the driver speeds up the drawbridge's rising summit with unflinching determination. If you freeze frame this video, which we don't have the video, sorry, I am Ron Burgundy, he appears to be on the phone, and then he soars. Hold Landing on, on the butt. other side, it's not a huge jump, but a dangerous one nonetheless. The Santa Fe just keeps trucking. The rising bridge blocks camera views for a few seconds. Uh, the vehicle goes right through the second arm on the way out, heading towards the beach. Headed to the beach, of course. You'll notice another driving on the other side, just staring and videoing him. As you imagine, police are looking for the driver. And a uh, little update. They did find him. I would imagine. didn't say what happened, but wow. The video, you got to check it out. Just type in Florida Man Jumps Rising Drawbridge. Watch the video. You can see the whole maniac do the thing. And that's it for Florida Man. We could go on and on because there's a hell of a lot more. But we'll end it on Mr. Fast and Furious out of Orlando. <laughs> they that's need, it for Florida Man, baby. They need to rename that card the Hyundai General Lee. Well, folks, yeah. that, that does it for Florida Man. God, I love that segment. When we come back, we've got a segment called Secret Sauce. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right Ew. back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, to the final segment of the first hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. But if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Amazon, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, speaking of sharing, in this segment that I've titled Secret Sauce, 
came across a list of people who saw something they were never, ever supposed to see, hence the secret portion of it. And I do have to warn people in advance that uh, while they're, for the most part, pretty tame to some degree... Viewer discretion is advised. Right, roll! Go! So let's go ahead and run down these secrets that uh, people weren't supposed to find out. For instance, this one from Fujoshi Sad said, My Spanish teacher with my geography teacher in underwear in an empty classroom. <laughs> yeah, apparently, uh, he was just showing uh, her the different parts of uh, the geography from the uh, mountain tips to the uh, valley crevices, I guess. <laughs> Ooh, I like you said tips there. That was good. Oh, <laughs> Moving on with Secret Sauce, this one from Unattrusive Hippo says, In high school, I found a document on my dad's computer that was basically a diary of his massive crush on another woman. I don't know why I opened it and it felt really bad, but he probably shouldn't have kept it on a computer he let me use. It was weird, but I never told anyone and tried not to think about it. My parents are still together and they seem mostly happy. <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh... It's fine to have, like, I think you're always going to have, like, the Great White Buffalo. Maybe. Mm -hmm. You might. Right? But you don't keep a diary about it, especially if you've committed to another woman and stuff. Then you just, that's, you move forward. You don't live in the past. Like, you dwelling on that, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Don't cheat if you're in a relationship. But at the same time, don't leave digital evidence uh, to that as well. Yeah. <laughs> don't hold on to that. Wow. Moving on with that. Uh, Secret sauce, speaking of digital evidence, uh, this from CSLAP420 says, My sister discovered that someone had searched pregnant erect nipples on the home computer. My dad and I both denied it, and we were the only two males in the house. It wasn't me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Again, that goes back to a shared computer. You know, clear that browsing history. Uh, you know, people are in, into some weird stuff, but... Uh, uh, I wonder if uh, somebody we know maybe looked that one up. I think, Tony, yeah. you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Has a fascination with nipples, needless to say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What are you doing, step bro? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dirty, dirty. <laughs> Moving on with secret sauce, secrets people were never, ever supposed to see. This from, from Azriel Rising 84 says, I was about five years old, and I woke up to the snow finally starting to melt. I noticed a girl asleep in the garden. I went and told my dad, who took one look and told me to go play in my room. Turns out the girl had been asleep in our front garden for about two weeks, buried and frozen under the snow. <laughs> Actually, that's more of a fatality. Yeah, that's uh, it's like the opening minutes, uh, seven minutes of Mortal Kombat right there. <laughs> uh, Did you I, get a chance to watch that? I haven't watched it yet. I want to save it for the theater. Yeah, I watched seven minutes, I can tell you. It was chilly willy. Ooh, fun. Let's keep moving on, talking secret sauce. This one from DLiza003. My mom's phone got a notification while I was ch oh, while it was charging. Curious, I checked to see what it was. It was a text message from some guy saying, I'm going to have your pee for breakfast. Fill in that uh, blank yourself. I've never checked her phone since. <laughs> Ho Drop! Hopefully, you know, the mom and dad weren't together and this was some other random dude. But uh, yeah, don't, don't go check other people's notifications for that exact no. reason. 
You don't need to read it. It's not your business. Exactly. Speaking of not your business, moving on with secret sauce, secrets people were never, ever supposed to see. This one from Responsible Proof 624 says, When I was still married, my wife had left her phone on to run to the bathroom while I was in bed. I looked at it for the time and found it was left open to a secret Gmail account she was using for sending literally hundreds of nudes back and forth between many, many dudes. For years up until that night, she was uh, fully six months pregnant. Mostly original stuff, too. I think that hurt more. <laughs> Ooh. That's almost as bad as this guy knew, like uh, when he was, like he found his girl was cheating on him because he was on his iPhone and then they were upstairs on their iPad having like dirty messages back and forth and then it was showing up on that person's uh, uh, iPhone. Weird. Yeah. Weird how that goes. Yeah, yeah that, you're that just poor... not supposed to read that, but then you then you horribly just read it, you know. Yeah, that sure poor that bastard. Very, oh. uh, I'm sure that was very hard on that individual. <laughs> Well, let's keep moving on, talking secret sauce. This one from Send Noodles 2748. Send Noodles! Better way from Noodles and Company. Yeah, better than uh, sending nudes that you don't want. For instance, uh, D-Picks to uh, Tony Spark 81 at Facebook. Um, yeah, I don't want none. When I was 13-ish, I went into our computer room just in time to finish seeing my dad send an email that said, I love you, and some other stuff to a woman who wasn't my mom. He tried to cover my eyes and act like he was joking around. I promptly left and went back a while later. I tried getting in his email, but he had changed the password. We all knew it because the family used his email to log into a lot of stuff. I never told my mom. A few years later, he divorced my mom, and she asked me for help getting proof of him cheating from the laptop he had also used. I found graphic Craigslist messages that he had sent and received. Just going to add a PSA here to parents. Don't effing ask your child to do this. Take it to a goddamn PC shop and save your child the emotional and mental scars. Yeah, I don't no. think that one's worthy yeah. of the uh, Peter Griffin laugh. But... Yeah. Uh, yeah, damn. Who was he banging? It's Britney, bitch. What a bastard. <laughs> Let's move on, talking secret sauce from Hazed and Confused. And Tony, I think uh, you can appreciate this one, having worked in a video store. In my high school Spanish class, our teacher had taped a telenovela for us to watch. When she put the VHS tape in, there was about 25 seconds of a porno that played a topless woman moaning. Out of a class of around 30 kids, only about five of us looked around at each other and locked eyes with a, did anyone else just deaf and see that look? Our teacher must have taped over an old porno VHS of hers. <laughs> oh, yeah! Yeah. You don't want to show uh, that to the kids. No, it reminds me of the Batman versus Robin. Everybody, chill out. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then finally oh, here in man. Secret Sauce. I, I may have saved the best or worst for last. This from <laughs> Doth Taraki says... My grandparents were both a bit deaf. I was downstairs prepping dinner and called out to them. No response. I placed their plates on a tray instead and walked upstairs to their room, their door half open. Saw my fully naked grandma riding my fully naked grandpa like they have no aches and pains. It's weird. Like normally they do everything in slow-mo. Apparently not. <laughs> oh my gosh. That one warrants a... <laughs> 
that would be a hard pill to swallow. You know, luckily, I've never walked in on any relatives doing anything of that nature. But uh, I think it would be even worse with your grandparents. Yeah, you would not be going. (laughs) Well, folks, that does it for the first hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix radio show. We are headed in the long break. Enjoy the news, take a potty break, grab yourself some tea, and join us back here in about seven minutes. We'll see you all then. to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Folks, to the second hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, April 22nd. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my, by my ba- brand new co-host. Boy, words are hard today. <laughs> my brand new co-host, Mr. Tony Spark. Tony, how you holding up? Are you ready for the fastest hour of the day? I sure am, man, and I'm sparkalicious. <laughs> okay, that was stupid. Now we'll go with that. No. Yeah, I tried things here and there, and it, that just sat in that sat in lane. Yeah, yeah, you, you went in with it uh, with a lot of confidence, but uh, came out of it with eh, maybe not. Yeah, that that was more of Yowie, a wow. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm good, man. I'm. I thought that first hour went by really quick, and uh, we can only imagine how fast this one's gonna go. Oh yes. Well, folks, this changed from yesterday. Yesterday's was kind of a (laughs) and just as we hit our stride uh, I did want to mention again that uh, for the next uh, five days or so we're going to be running uh, best ofs um, not including the weekend so uh, tomorrow being Friday Monday Tuesday we'll be back on Wednesday with a brand new episode but uh, you know just so you guys know and can Words will be hard that day. They will be hard that day. Now, it is the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers, which is why we give our call-in topic of the day 24 hours in advance. Hopefully, you guys give us a call on the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. Of course, you can chime in live on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Just click into the live video there and comment with your pick. Or if you join us in the next segment, you can chat with us live on the stereo app at stereo.com forward slash Phoenix Media. With that being said, today's topic of the day is TV shutoff. What made me think about this is, you know, I mentioned I'm going out of town this weekend, uh, going to visit the boys, and uh, when I'm out of town, Jesse takes the opportunity to watch the TV shows that she wouldn't otherwise really watch with me here. I do the same when she goes out of town. We've got our staple of shows that we like to watch together, but she's got ones that she likes watching. 
And every once in a while, I'll come home or I'll walk in and she's watching one of these shows in particular, and I just can't. It turns my stomach. I, you know, and she's gracious enough to know that, uh, you know, if she asks on one of my shows, I'll turn it off. She'll turn this one off. And uh, so that's what we're talking about. What is a show that you hate so much that it goes off immediately? And for me, even though I mentioned in the uh, little comment uh, in setting up this yesterday, keeping up with the Kardashians, uh, I think that's sort of a staple for most people. But uh, it's actually the stuffy British shows, particularly recently Bridgerton, which uh, is basically... son of a bitch! Yeah, it's basically a... uh, like an alternative history retelling of Victorian age England and along the lines of like Downton Abbey, but, uh, you know, with uh, uh, more newer social norms, it's more woke, whatever you want to call it. And it's just so goddamn boring. Um, I can't do it. I can't do it. I tried hanging in there for five minutes and uh, not for me. So uh, that for me is the one show or the one type of show that if I walk into the room and it's on, it's going off. Tony, what about you? Um, well, it's just me, so I don't have... That's one kind of nice thing. I don't have to deal with anybody's shows. I get to put on what I want because <laughs> it's just me. But back in the day when I would share the TV and stuff, you know, one that came to mind was uh, Gilmore Girls. That used oh. to drive me nuts. Yeah, like, the actually, she was all about it, and... It'd be one of those things, like, with her, if I tried to leave the room because I couldn't get into it, she'd be like, you never want to spend time with me, or you never watch what I want to watch. And so I'd have to tough it out sometimes, and I could only take so much Lorelai and Rory, man. Oh, I'm so sorry. It was was rough, man. So I would would have to say I would agree with, like, the – with the Kardashians. There's no way in hell I'd watch that. No. I have tried to watch some reality shows with people. Like when my sister comes over, she'll watch some sometimes. And I'm just like, these are stupid. Like, <laughs> but, you know, they're not as bad. But, you know, Gilmore Girls is the only one I can remember being kind of where I was just like, ah, anywhere but here. And it's like you couldn't fall asleep because then you get a lecture. You're like, <laughs> you didn't pay attention. It's like, I don't care about Lorelai or Rory. Oh, yeah, that show, I think, you know, if it was 10 years ago, I would include that in mine as well. The dialogue was so painful to listen to. You know, when people write TV dialogue, it's supposed to be natural and flowing. And this was very like AB, like, you know, it would cut back and forth between the two people that were talking. It'd be like, how are you? I am good. What are you doing today? Oh, nothing much. Oh, did you see Lorelai? No, I only saw Rory. It would just go back and forth. You, you like had that. to watch the show too, didn't you? Uh, unfortunately, I saw more of it than I cared to. Uh, yep. Cared to share. Yeah, I was like, great, you're taking me back about ten years, man, because that's exactly how the acting was in that. But uh, yeah, that's it was rough. Man. Oh, rough. so bad. So bad. Rough, I tell you. <laughs> well, folks, that's what we are talking about. That's what we want to hear from you on is a TV show that you hate so much that it gets turned off immediately. Head over to our Facebook page at uh, facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Comment there, or you can join us on the stereo app after the uh, next break. And folks, when we come back, it is all about you. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Behold! 
doing something right here, aha! Uh -huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! Full of exclusive loot! Fun surprises delivered to your door every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy! Haha! <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers, on our topic of the day. Now, if you do want to chime in, head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Click into the live video there and type in your pick in the comment section or you can join us here momentarily on the stereo app and chat live with us about today's topic what is a tv show that you hate so much that it gets turned off immediately before the break i mentioned uh, bridgerton and these you know the stuffy uh, victorian age british dramas i can't do it tony mentioned gilmore girls which is a perfect example of garbage television and uh, so that's what we're looking for. So, uh, Tony, I assume you reached out to our usual Phoenix fans, our cast of characters. I did, I did, buddy. And uh, <clears throat> we'll go to uh, Stacy, who said Reba. I can't stand her. Interesting. Just, they like to show Reba. And American Pickers. Can't stand them. <laughs> I like American Pickers, but uh, <laughs> I like it more for the, the little things that they find, a little less about their personalities. Yeah, because it, it's funny. We should go on a thing. This It does spark a good debate of just shows you don't like, you know. These are ones you can't stand. Like with the Ghost Hunters shows, I know Lacey wouldn't agree, but there was the – I liked Ghost Hunters, but I didn't like the other one with Zach. Yeah. The muscle guy. Like I, what were they called? Uh, she, she'll chime in. Friday will pop it in a second, I'm sure. <laughs> but it just didn't seem so fake to me. Well, that's oh, I heard it. I heard it. It was a scratch. It's a ghost. Yeah, they, they got overly excited about the stupidest things. Like, you know, there'd be a videotape with a door that like slightly closes over the period of three hours. They'll be like, oh, my God, did you see that? Oh, my God. It's like, or like on. they watch the video and there's like a little like bug that flies by. Like, it's an orb. And sometimes with orbs are spirit energies. <laughs> Well, they were ghost hunters, weren't they? Ghost no, hunters. No, ghost hunters was the good one on sci-fi. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. I this was like that. ghost adventures or something yeah, along those lines. Yeah, that's what it was. It was it was really bad. The Carson City one was impressive, but that was about it. <laughs> I digress, but uh, uh, so she chimed in with that, and then Mike and Lacey chimed in, um, and Lacey said, "Freaking Kardashians and any Real Housewife show." A 
Man. Yes. And uh, actually, back in the day when I lived in Southern California, I knew one of the Real Housewives of Orange County because I worked with her husband and uh, just how scripted it was is ridiculous. And, uh, you know, that didn't reflect their real life whatsoever. No, was she a really nice lady in real life? She was. And then on TV, she was probably a scathing bitch, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they always <laughs> yeah. highlighted the uh, the nastiness. Yeah, that's, that's what it sells. That's why when uh, some of the membership ladies are like, oh, you should go do The Bachelor. I'm like, no, because I'm not an asshole that's dating like seven or ten chicks and I don't have 12-pack abs, you know. <laughs> I got I got two and then a flubosaurus after oh. that. You know, you ain't, ain't much I can do with that for television. Hey, you so, got the sexy I, white I, teeth. I do. It'd be kind of weird. I'm too short, too. You got to be like really tall and just like really ripped, and you got to be a real asshole. <laughs> I mean, I, I fallen in love on my first date, and uh, I, I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Bachelor, <clears throat> Jamie chimed in. She said, uh, every time her roommate Tori has the TV on in the room, and if it's The Bachelor or Bachelorette, she has to put her AirPods in because she feels like she loses, she would lose her brain cells listening to that petty fake shit it's just mostly <laughs> nonsense of drama but she loves it that's what i'm talking about so before i read it this is exactly what it is that's actually where juan pablo came from did you know that? is it really did not yeah know he was a bachelor and i just i remember my roommate kyle for some reason was watching it maybe he was watching the bachelorette i don't it was one of them when i was upstairs playing with the mac and uh that's uh i just kept having kept hearing juan pablo this and juan pablo that and juan pablo this i go i don't juan pablo and then that's interesting I, well, I think it was more nasally the first juan pablo was nasally i think it was oh i am juan pablo <laughs> funny or something it went something like that i like what he evolved into but it was it's he, did, he was more pizzazz there was more uh saturine there was more spice to him after that <laughs> a little more spark a wink wink a little no, more not. spark to that but yeah that's all that chimed in and you know what i agree with uh, everybody's picks there uh american pickers i don't hate either mm. um they're always wheeling a deal and some grumpy ass old person in the woods how much is it gonna take to get that uh piece of rusty metal from you I don't know if I can part ways with that, but I sure reckon that I'd buy it to you for a reason. I'd be willing to trade it for about a uh, about two hundred dollars. I, th- I figure that might be the moving price. It's pretty sentimental to me. So yeah, some of that crap is. <laughs> and I get the sense that that just like Pawn Stars is, you know, there's a certain amount of setup where you know they'll bring oh, in yeah. you know, this historical piece of whatever it is, and they'll make a bid on it, and make a big deal out of it, and they probably don't really buy it. No, well, and that's the thing too. Come on, Rick. I was thinking that on the break too. I like Pawn Stars, but it was always such bullshit. Like Rick uh, going, uh, you know, do you mind if I call somebody? And then the, he always had a historian for something, right? Like an expert. He, yeah, and then ironically, he had Count Chocula, the guy that does the cars with Count's customs. <laughs> it's not Count Chocula, but Count. He's like, let me call the Count, and he goes, yeah, man, that. Uh, spark plug yeah yeah it was back in 1963 it was a part of racing history and check out my tattoos my and my stuff man i'd say it's legit (laughs) the same same all the time they had the same little fat guy from uh, jurassic park that would come wheeling in with the straw hat and glasses (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I'm sensing Sparks kind of more of an asshole character, and he I like cusses it. a little more. I like it. Uh, you know, before we get over to the stereo app, the other one that just popped into my mind is these garbage reality music shows like uh, The Masked Singer. Where you know everybody's like, "Who's the celebrity under there?" And then they reveal I it. Was so shocked! It's it was like little Timmy who appeared on one episode of uh, Happy Days back in 1984. It's like, come on. <laughs> no, I feel like that show really, really jumped the shark when they they unmasked Kermit the Frog. Right. Yeah, I was like, "Are you effing kidding me? Ugh. Are you? Did we? Do we?" Are you insulting everyone's intelligence? Like Kermit the Frog is not flipping real, dude. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a puppet. <laughs> but he's a huge celebrity. Yay! Wells Graham smells like port. Needless to say, we are very particular about our TV uh, selections. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I tried. I tried for my friend Annie. I tried to watch it. It is is pretty painful. Yeah, can't do it. Can't do it. Nope. Well, no, we've, Kermit was enough for me. I was like, no, I'm out. We've got about four minutes left in the segment, so it's that time to uh, switch over to Stereo Roulette, fire up the Stereo app, and I want to remind everybody again that just like life, it's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. It is truly, truly live, and so people can say just about anything. There's certain things we'll put up with, other things we won't. So uh, just keep that in mind. Yeah. With, that being, with that being said, let's go ahead and fire this baby on up. All right, looking for a chat partner. How's it going? You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. Or not. Bye. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, it's great right out of the gate. How are you yeah. doing? You're on the Christian Phoenix radio. Nope. I like how you rhymed it, and then he got scared. He's like grunting. He's like, <laughs> no. More to come back on that bit. How are you doing today? Mortal Kombat! I love it. So it's about Mortal Kombat. No, but he was talking about Mortal Kombat. I know, and then all of a sudden got quiet. He got scared. He goes, oh, shit. They talked to him. They heard me. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody is actually talking with me? That's crazy. (laughs) How are you doing? You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. Hello. Okay, very good. So we're talking about the show, bro. Okay, very good. I mean, we're talking about TV shows that, uh, you know, what is a TV show that you hate so much that uh, you have to turn it off whenever it comes on? Maybe it's on in the room and uh, you just can't do it. News. I hate news. News. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so negative. There's so much hate and and, and uh, so much. Exactly. I, I would agree with that. I think that's a yeah, great I, pick. I, that's good. Yeah, I can't do the news either, man. That's a really good one. <laughs> well, we appreciate you chiming in. Uh, we're going to keep moving on, but drop us a follow, and hopefully we'll have you on again in a future show. Okay. Have a good day. You too. Thanks, buddy. You too. All right. Let, I'm in danger. Let's keep rolling on. How you doing? You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. Hello. Hi. Hi. So we're talking TV shows today. What is a TV show that you hate so much it has to be turned off immediately? TV show? Yes. Sports. Yeah. Sports. Interesting. Uh, The funny thing is that your little avatar here has a uh, L.A. Dodgers hat on. Um, (laughs) Is it specific sports that you don't like? Like golf? Golf. Uh, um, Talk to me, bro. I hear another voice. 
Yeah, yeah so- hi. This is this is Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. I you're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. <laughs> yeah, we're moving on. <laughs> Hopefully time for one more. <laughs> I heard a voice. Yeah, you did. It's a ghost. How are you doing today? Answer. You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. <laughs> or not. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, Obi. Just one more. Just one more. Come how on. how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Great. So we are talking TV shows. What is a TV show that you hate so much that it has to be turned off immediately as soon as you see it? Hmm, let me see. WandaVision. WandaVision. Interesting. I hate it. What did you not like about it? Nah, I mean, that's not a Marvel TV series. That's a comedy. It's not a Marvel TV series. Interesting. All right. I get that it's not for everybody. Well, good pick. We appreciate you chiming in. Drop us a follow, and hopefully we'll have you on on a future show. Of course. I follow you. Get out of here. (laughs) Well, folks, that does it for this segment. Uh, We had some pretty good interaction. A couple, you know. Yeah, some good interaction for sure. (laughs) Is that a voice? Yes, it's a ghost. When we come back, we've got a segment called HR Humiliating Resources. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We've got a little thing we talk about a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour day, seven-day week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including our call-in topic of the day, which we just wrapped up. Now, keep in mind, uh, we won't have another call-in topic until Wednesday of next week, as we're taking a couple days off, so you can enjoy the best ofs, and we'll post what that topic is on Tuesday, so that way you guys can chime in. Now, if you want to do so, give us a call on the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment that I've titled HR Humiliating Resources, we're talking about, well, HR human resources. And as they uh, are supposed to be in the corporate environment, they are supposed to be your um, sort of liaison to navigating, uh, you know, any issues that you have in that corporate environment, whether it's interpersonal, whether it's with a boss, whether it's, you know, certain job duties. And uh, they're the ones who are supposed to keep everything on the level. Well, it's not always the case, and HR is not always your friend. Uh, Tony, any uh, instances of an HR interaction that you've had sometime in the past that uh, didn't work out the way you quite expected? No, I've actually was just saying yesterday um, that we are lucky where I work. We have a fantastic HR staff. I mean, we have a great HR manager, um, uh, but just an excellent payroll clerk who's super patient, knowledgeable, even though you can tell like there's a lot of things that annoy her, but she's so good with it. And even her backup is, is great. So I have nothing of recent memory. Now, when I first started with the company half my life ago, 
it's weird to think about. I've been right. half my life. It's kind of weird. Um, <clears throat> but uh, half half a half a century ago, um, yeah, my payroll clerk was nasty, mean dude. She would not answer questions. And every, every time you asked a simple thing like, hey, how do I add benefits or how do I do this? It was always met with a scathing like, don't bother me with your stupid questions. And it's like, Dude, I have to go to you because you're the one that understands it, not me. Like, that's why I'm coming to you. So I used to have a really unapproachable person way long time ago when I first started. Uh, but today, fantastic. I mean, good. I think I think she's top notch. So yeah, and that's the shout way- out Tara. Awesome. That's the way HR should be, you know, helpful and, you know, help you navigate, you know, that corporate world. But uh, I've got a list of stories here that that's not necessarily the case. So let's go ahead and kick things off here with HR humiliating resources. I got a bad feeling about this. All right. This first one from Aussie Collector says, during an exit interview with my last job, HR asked me where I was going next. HR says, so what's the name of the company you're moving to next? Me. I'm not really comfortable disclosing that. HR, are you sure it would really help us out? Me, I'd rather not say. HR, well, it's company policy you need to tell us. Me, I said no, and if you continue further, you'll be hearing from my lawyer. HR, shocked Pikachu face. Yeah, you know, there are certain things that they are allowed to ask you and certain things that they are absolutely not allowed to ask you. And if you don't feel comfortable answering something, don't answer it. No, and on the way out, what they should have just presented was, you know, what could we have done better? Is there uh, any particular reason why you're leaving? Uh, things like that. And if you say, no, nah, I just got a different job. Okay, well, what could we have done better? A whole exit interview typically is to just figure how that company could be better for the employees. So that way they don't leave. The whole point is they don't like, no one likes turnaround. It's a pain in the ass to hire and get everybody prepped. It's not an easy process. So you're just trying to fix it. But yeah, you can't you can't do that and say, well, it's company policy. Well, here's your thing. It's up your butt and around the corner. Hey, I ain't telling you. Like, yeah, I don't have to tell you, you know. Well, it amazes me that, you know, upper management and HR, you know, they think that uh, you as an employee have to be loyal to them. And only them. And, you know, if, if you leave for a better opportunity, then, you know, you're, you're shitting all over everything that they did for you. Yeah. Unless you're signed to a contract with with that place, you are free to go at any time. Nobody's keeping you there but yourself. <laughs> well, let's keep rolling on talking HR humiliating resources. I got a bad feeling about this. Times that uh, HR was uh, not what they expected. This one from D14BLO said, I went to HR to report that my team's manager was illegally shorting all of our paychecks. HR's response was to adopt a new company-wide policy addressing the paycheck issue and back pain most people for a certain amount and also to frame me for work avoidance. HR and IT disabled part of my login account to a tool we used and then fired me a few months later after failing to fix the problem and allowing me to actually do my job. They tried to deny my unemployment claim afterward, told the unemployment rep that they had logs showing that I did something to break the tool I don't even have access to uh, break in the first place. They also didn't think to disable my email access in a timely manner, so I was able to back up all my emails with IT documenting exactly what went down. Unemployment approved my claim and hit them with a major penalty to their insurance, as they should Good. Have. Yeah. You know, those are the kind of companies that you don't want to work for. 
Um, makes me grateful that I've been with the same company for so long that they don't do stuff like that. Um, well, you know. you're with a company so that is... They're not going to do stuff. Yeah. You're with a company that's notorious for taking care of their employees as well. Yeah, which is a good thing. Yeah, I locked out there because we've worked... You and I have worked for some uh, piss-poor companies. They don't take care. Oh, yes. Or, or they... or I don't know how in the hell we even got hired with them. <laughs> Taylor Performance, I'm looking at you. Oh, they hire If you had a heartbeat and could talk, they'd hire you. Well, folks, let's move on with HR humiliating resources. I got a bad feeling about this. This one from Sagacious Alon says, HR hired consultants to run morale-building employee input sessions. Basically saying, we're not from the company. You can tell us all the things you don't like about working here and would like to see change, and we'll put it all into a report for management. Don't worry, everything is anonymous. We just need material for our report, and you guys get to have your say in approving things around here. Well, it turns out HR and the consultants recorded all the sessions and played the highlights for the management. People were disciplined for criticizing the company or their immediate superiors, and any shred of faith or trust in management that the employees may have had was instantly incinerated. Managers now complain that they don't know what's going on in their teams because nobody tells them anything. Hmm. Wonder why. Yeah. Just what's the point of it? Right. Well, and that's the thing. If you bring in people to boost morale, that is the complete opposite of what they're trying to achieve because you're just punishing Absolutely. people for saying what they're feeling and potentially improving the way things are done. Yep. I wouldn't fit in there. I'm too, I'm, I'm, I'm such a positive Pete. It wouldn't fit. <laughs> well, let's keep rolling on talking HR humiliating resources. I got a bad feeling about this. Times that HR certainly wasn't at least these people's friends. This uh, from user Cake Guzla. I like that name. That's a fun one. Uh, says, an anesthesiologist. Boy, that's a hard one to say. I worked with refused to keep his mask on at the end of a surgery, even though it's required to keep the room sterile in case we would need to reopen emergently. I asked him again to put his mask back on, and he hit my arm. I got in his face about it, and he told me to never touch me or anyone else again. I wrote an incident report, which went ignored, and followed up with HR. HR lady replied, well, what do you want me to do about it? After I relied, uh, relayed what had happened, I replied, uh, your job, and then silence from her. Never had good experience from HR. The jerk anesthesiologist finally got fired after five more nurses came forward saying he hit them as well. You know, fifth time's the charm. You can do it four times, but just don't do it that fifth, because then you get in real Dude. trouble. Yeah, haven't we? Don't we learn that as kids? Keep your hands to yourself. Like that's kind of something you learn at an early age. Yeah, yeah. How we do that? And plus, that's going to set somebody off. I'm sorry. If you if you poke somebody or you get in their bubble space and you physically touch them or you're aggressive with them, it's easy. Things can escalate. Like it's it's for sure. I mean, I've had that one guy who got all threatened with me and I was like, whoa. <laughs> exactly. I didn't laugh about it. Like, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta find a way to report that because it's not okay. Yeah, you poke the wrong bear, your head just could get bit off. Yep. All right. And then uh, moving on, I think this might be the last one here for HR humiliating resources. Ooh. I got a bad feeling about this. From user Slimy Dave, and this one made me think of a conversation. Slimy Dave, you little slippery bastard. Made me think of a conversation you and I had uh, here recently uh, about your work tone. He said, HR, HR ordered me to downgrade my three excellent employee reviews to satisfactory 
because management didn't recognize their names. I got written up for telling my employees this. HR denied that they told me anything, even though I had the emails from them documenting it. Totally worth it. My employees were excellent and got the raises they deserved. Good. Yeah. Good. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, in a review, there should be things to work on. But, you know, praise the things that people do well. And if somebody deserves a raise because of those excellent marks, give them the raise. Don't uh, knock them down because HR says, well, we're going to save a few bucks. Yeah, that's a good thing. Again, luckily, company I work for, you just it's it's how much time you've put in with the company, not how good or bad you do. So you could be el crapiton and still get a raise or you could be above average joe and go above and beyond and uh, you still get the raise as uh, the other dude so Ooh, i don't know if i care for that one but uh you know it's it's the way it goes at least in that environment so yep all right well folks that does it for this segment of hr humiliating resources when we come back we're heading to the final segment not only of the show but of the week until next wednesday yes we're talking this day in history don't go anywhere we'll be right back Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. We made it to the final segment, as I mentioned, not only of the show, but also of the week. I just want to remind everybody again that uh, we are going to run best ofs until uh, next Tuesday, and we'll be back with live shows on Wednesday. Now, if you missed a portion of this show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? That was a nebulous, wasn't a yes, wasn't a no, so who knows what our fate is. But It uh, was it was a no. That's what it's supposed to be. Ah. Well, folks, while you're there. There you go. Darth Vader cleared it up for us. While you yeah. are there, be sure to subscribe. <laughs> that way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think. And tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Oh, sharing is caring. I can't believe that one wasn't as loud. It's like when I tested it on commercial break. I was oh. like, oh, that's funny. It's all right. There was just a guy screaming the whole time. No. <laughs> well, folks, as we do at the end of each show, we like to drop a little knowledge on you. Hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Mercy the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. Let's go ahead and kick things off with this day in 1500, where Pedro Alvarez Cabral is the first European to discover Brazil, landing near Monte Pascoal, claims it for Portugal, which is why it's the only Southern American country that speaks Portuguese and not Spanish. And in 1999, in Varsity Blues, he would be the name of Mox's penis. (laughs) 
Pedro. <laughs> Pedro? <laughs> Let's move on to stay in 1692. Edward Bishop is jailed for proposing flogging as a cure for witchcraft in Salem, Massachusetts. I'm shocked. I thought they got away with pretty much everything. Yeah, damn Molly. That's That would lead to a future band called Flogging Molly. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that was uh, where it was actually pulled from. The Salem Dude, Witch what Trials. a picture, though. Ride the frickin' lightning in that one. What is she, shooting la- lasers from her, like lightning bolts from her arms? Well, she, <laughs> she's a witch, so it's the devil. Well, that's pretty funny. Why is, why is the Joker behind there in a Pope hat? Right. <laughs> wow, he's so serious. <laughs> you gotta see the pictures, Dan. You gotta see the pictures. They they are a classic. <laughs> well, let's move on. This day in 1809. Oh, get that prop ready, Tom. <laughs> this day in 1809, the Battle of Ekmel, where Napoleon beats the Austria Archduke Charles. And as we all know, Archduke! he's celebrated by heading over to Farrell's for that Piggly Wiggly trough. Excellent! Ah, <laughs> uh, prop comedy at its finest. Moving on this day in 1876, Peter Illich Tchaikovsky completes his ballet, Swan Lake, which uh, is probably the only ballet I can actually name. Can't say I've ever seen it, but uh, everybody knows the song, especially around uh, yeah. Christmas time. I've, I've only seen it in Saved by the Bell. Remember, that's what Zach needed to graduate. They had to uh, perform Swan Lake. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1914, it's Babe Ruth's first professional game as a pitcher, and it's a six-hit, six-to-nothing win. Um, and I, I don't even know how old he was at the time, but uh, yeah, that's back when you could be a bigger, heavier set, walk onto the field with a stogie in your mouth, and uh, just dominate. Did he score all six runs? I don't know. We're going to say he did because All right. he's the babe. Some guy named, some girl named Ruth. Baby Ruth. Baby hey, Ruth. Ruth? <laughs> All right, moving on. This day in 1934, the U.S. Division of Investigation, later known as the FBI, under Melvin Purvis, botched an operation to capture the John Dillinger gang at Little Bohemia Lodge, Manitowish Waters, Wisconsin, with two dead and four injured. Yeah, sounds like uh, John Dillinger had uh, quite the escape plan. Uh, didn't he? <laughs> That's where that came from. It had to have, huh? I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm going to start a metal band. See, we're going to perform at the uh, Sacramento Hornet Field with Megadeth. See, Dillinger escape plan. <laughs> Man. Come on. Come on, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Rolling on this day in 1969. Nice. American Joe Frazier knocks out American Dave Zigglewick in the first round to retain the heavyweight boxing title in Houston, Texas. Down goes Ziggles in the summer of 69. Down Ziggles. <laughs> oh, that'd be a terrible last name, Zigglewick. Hey there, Zigglewick. Down so, goes Ziggles. Might be a callback to a yesterday's uh, euphemism. You know, just uh, yeah. don't don't play with your Zigglewick tone. Yeah, put away your Zigglewick. <laughs> quit, quit, quit giggling with your Ziggling. Moving on. Giggling with your Ziggling. This day, nineteen seventy-six, Baba Wawa, sorry, Barbara Walters becomes the first Ba-ba-wa-wa? female U.S. nightly network news anchor for ABC News. Wubby wubby wub wub wub. <laughs> I always wubba, think back wubba. to that wubba, SNL wubba. skit. <laughs> wubba, wubba, wubba. 
<laughs> but good for her. Uh, yeah. Moving on. This good day, on 1976, director Ingmar Bergman leaves Sweden due to taxation. It says due to taxation. My guess is he was probably dodging taxation. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just gonna leave Sweden. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's just it's I got to go. You know, sometimes uh, nature calls. You got to leave Sweden. Isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's keep rolling on this day, 1979, literally rolling on. The Rolling Stones play two benefit concerts for the Canadian National Institute for the Blind in Oshawa, Ontario. Performance part of guitarist Keith Richards' sentence for heroin conviction on heroin charges. Could you imagine being told to do your job for charity as part of conviction? You got to do your job, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> If you're listening to the podcast or the radio, you're missing the uh, the visual aspect of this. Yeah, the duck lips or whatever the hell I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was always more of a Beatles guy, a little less of a Rolling Stones. Well, let's keep moving on. This day in 1981, Dodgers rookie Fernando Valenzuela tosses his third shutout in four starts. He was quite the pitcher, and and he made his way over to my Angels. Screw the Dodgers. Yeah, he did. Well, here's the thing, too. If you're going to put a picture and say event of interest, and he's a Dodger on this day, put his ass in a Dodger uniform, not the Angels uniform, although I do admire the Angels uniform. And uh, kind of miss that old school look sometimes. I do, too. Pretty cool. I do, too. The old halos, man. Well, let's keep rolling on, talking this day in history. This day in 1991, Johnny Carson announces he will retire next year from The Tonight Show, and then he was replaced by Jay Leno, if I'm not mistaken. Right? <laughs> this day in 1994, ice skater Tanya Harding sues her ex-husband Jeff Galuli for 42500 and he was the Batman, wasn't he? He was the guy who yeah, actually hit the yeah. knee? Okay. I'm Jeff Galuli! I took out Nancy Kerrigan's knee for you. You gonna sue me? You gonna sue me? We filmed a porno together, bitch. I don't know what you gonna do suing me. I forgot about that. Oh, I can't. I'm Jeff Galooey. Wee hooey gooey. A wobble wooby wooby. <laughs> Let's keep rolling on this day in 1994. Michael Moorer, not Michael Moore, the uh, filmmaker. Mark Moorer. Beats Evander Holyfield in 12 for the heavyweight boxing title. This was oh. before he lost his ear to Mike Tyson. Down goes Holyfield, <laughs> champion. In more boxing history, this day in 1995, George Foreman beats Axel Schultz in 12 for heavyweight boxing title in Las Vegas. So uh, that heavyweight boxing title changed hands quite a few times in that year. Down goes Axel Rose and the spaghetti incident. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Moving on this day in 2012, the TV political comedy Veep, created by Armando Iannucci, starring Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Anna Chlumsky, premieres on HBO. I can honestly say I've only seen maybe five minutes of the show, and I, it was enjoyable for what it was. Veep! She went on to become Madame Hydra. Exactly. Speaking of which, this day in 2019, the Marvel film Avengers Endgame, directed by Anthony and Joe Russo, starring Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, and an ensemble cast premieres in Los Angeles. 
I like how they have the MCU, but then front and center, they got Vin Diesel. Right, who does... He was just the voice of Groot, and all he said was, I'm Groot. <laughs> exactly. I am Groot. He had the easiest paycheck ever. Easiest lines to remember, not a big deal. Yeah. Well, he changed it up. He said, we are Groot once. So, uh, yeah. In any case, let's run down some of today's holidays, shall we? Where we talk about the things that we well, celebrate. For instance, today is Earth Day. Happy Earth Day. Yep. If you're Captain Planet, you are certainly celebrating. Winch! Fire! It is In God We Trust Day. It is April Showers Day. Hopefully you get those instead of Snow Tome. It is National Jelly Bean Day. I'm not a big fan of the jelly beans. No, there's shouldn't have been Easter, I thought. <laughs> it is Girl Scout Leader Day. It is Take Our Daughters and Sons to Work Day. It is National Teacher Children to Save Day. And finally, Tony, this one's just for you. Love Your Thighs Day. So, Ooh, I gotta go work on it. Everybody, love your thighs. We will be back next Wednesday, so enjoy our best ofs tomorrow, Monday, and Tuesday, and enjoy your weekend. See you, everybody. Mm-hmm.